2: Happy rainy Tuesday afternoon. I actually almost said Monday afternoon, but nope, Monday was uh was yesterday. A, a very enjoyable Monday. I know we're having a little technical difficulties with the radio. Uh, I know that on the regular AM radio dial, I don't know, it sounds like we're coming a little choppy, so I apologize. I'm not sure if it's the same for folks who are listening to us on the app, but I want to let you know the crack staff at AM 970 are on it, trying to fix whatever technical issues that we have. I hope everyone had a great weekend. Um, I think a lot of people took today off. Because uh, there was really no traffic. And when I pulled into the parking lot here in Midtown Manhattan, it was basically empty. Uh, so uh, good, good for you. We've been here at uh, the ABK uh, headquarters on 45th and 5th, working all day. Everyone's here um, doing their thing, doing some law. I was just doing a little research on um, R. Kelly, the, uh, the singer who got sentenced to 30 years, and um, he, uh, his family, during, I can say it now. During the uh, in the middle of the pandemic, reached out to us to um, try his case, and um, it didn't work out for various reasons. But here's the interesting part: his lawyers filed a lawsuit today against the Bureau of Prisons because they put him in on suicide watch, and this is the MDC, the Metropolitan Detention Center, which they also did the same thing to uh, Ms. Maxwell, um, whatever, last week or the week before last, uh, bo- against both of their requests. Um, and Miss Ms. Maxwell's case, the psychologist who uh, interviewed her and did a report on her said she was not suicidal. And uh, I believe in R. Kelly's case, they said they looked at, his interview where he said he wasn't suicidal. Uh, they looked at a uh, degree of hopelessness and the length of the sentence, and they decided to put him on suicide watch. Now it sounds like, you know, that's a sweet thing to do. Oh, let's, you know, take care of someone and make sure they don't kill themselves. But uh, spending time with people with inmates, I should say on suicide watch, uh, Suicide watch will drive you to commit suicide. I mean, and I really almost, I don't really say that uh, jokingly. It's horrible. I mean, it is just horrible. They take everything away from you, uh, including your clothes. They put on like, I'm trying to figure out how to describe it. I mean, in the newspapers, they say it's like a paper smock. I guess that's what it is. If you just like, you know, when you're a kid and you're in school, I don't know if they do this anymore, but they would literally give you a smock to put over your clothes Uh, So you didn't get the paint on yourself. Well, it's that, it's that same kind of thing. Like you just put your hands up and they put it over your head and you have nothing on, you have no undergarments on it. And it's literally made out of, you know, a kind of a heavier paper, but not much. And they give you almost nothing. When I say almost nothing, I mean, they feed you your food in certain establishments and you don't get utensils. You're eating with your hands. Which sometimes I like to do. I mean, if you're eating pizza or some kind of chicken or something like that. But these guys are giving you um, like mush. Uh, So they don't give. they they give you – barely give you a toothbrush because they're afraid that you're going to turn anything into a sharp object basically by rubbing it on the floor. So if you take these plastic knives or spoons – or sporks, as they call them, but you take the edge that you would be holding in your hand and you just whittle it down on the floor or the wall and you make it into a sharp point. They think you're going to stick it in your jugular vein so that you could bleed out. The um, same with a toothbrush, because they actually do use these things as weapons. But, you know, the worst thing about prison, uh, from what I've heard, is when you're in solitary confinement. I had a guy who was in solitary I think he said, I think he was in there for 21 days, three weeks, which it doesn't sound long. It's super long, but it's not long for some people get put in solitary for even longer than that. And he basically told me and and the the circumstances he was in and it was the it was in the MDC um, was like you're in a room with no windows. So you don't know night from day, date from night. There's no time. Uh, there's a toilet bowl at, that has like a sink over it so it drains into the top of the toilet bowl and then goes out into the sewer. And there's a cement slab that I believe you sleep on. Maybe you have a blanket because this isn't suicide watch. Maybe you have a blanket and, and a pillow. Um, you get fed through a slot and you're all alone, nonstop, with no nothing to read, nothing to do. Uh, again, this was one person's experience, but what he says is that, like, after a week, you, you literally start going a little nuts. And he said he started having conversations with himself where he saw himself, like, on the other side of the bunk, where he's talking to himself and he's having conversations. Now, he's only talking to himself, obviously, but in his mind and in retrospect, he realized what took place. But – uh you know, it's, he said, he goes, there's only so many pushups you could do and sit ups you could do and sleeping you could do. And then, you, you know, you're awake and you, there's nothing to do. Uh, and that's the situation that, you know, we're putting people in on a regular basis. And and that's what the essence of this lawsuit is, is that they are accusing the, the Bureau of Prisons of not doing this to protect Mr. Kelly's well-being, but as a punitive measure. It also protects them because the more isolated a, an inmate is, the less likely they are to get hurt by others. Uh, of course, that uh, backfired with Jeffrey Epstein, who wound up killing himself, and the Bureau of Prisons took all kinds of heat. But it's um, it's an interesting lawsuit from a legal perspective, just because you know, who is in charge of whose rights and whose lives – and who's protecting, you know, who protecting? How far can you go to protect someone to the point where, where they're alleging in the lawsuit is it's violating his Eighth Amendment rights against cruel and unusual punishment? You know, there's we want to talk about all of these rights. It's up in the air uh, as to whether or not you have a right to have a gun and walk with it on the street. I mean, right now it's settled law by the United States Supreme Court, but for decades it wasn't. Uh, it's up in the air about whether you have a right to an abortion. For decades it was, and now it isn't. What's not up in the air, which is clear as, we, as we're on July 5th, is that when the Constitution was written, you had a right against cruel and unusual punishment. And any report of anyone in the 50 states will tell you that being in solitary confinement slash suicide watch could be filed under cruel and unusual punishment. Uh, And yet it goes on and it's going on right now with a guy. I mean, what they also allege in their papers is, oh, just because R. Kelly got 30 years the other day, that doesn't mean he's on. He he shouldn't be on suicide watch like he knew he was going to get that. That's no surprise. And he's ready to move on and figure out what the next steps are. So we're about to talk um, with a guest after the break. About all of these horrible shootings that are going on all over the world, all over the state, all over the country, all over the state. Because even in Europe, there was a shooting that went on over the weekend uh, here. I mean, in, in Chicago and in Philadelphia, here in the city, guns, 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 guns. Look, uh, we're going to talk about what took place in New Jersey today. They passed legislation to limit guns. That happened last week in New York. Uh, Let's see. I don't know. Maybe everyone should walk around with a gun. And let's see what, well, let's see if anything changes. If more people get killed, then we should ban all these guns. If less people get killed, then you know what? The gun lobby was right. And everyone should walk around with a gun. But we're going to talk to a guest who knows a lot about, uh, the assembly, knows a lot about the assembly in New Jersey, knows a lot about guns, and knows about these, this legislation that's coming down the pipe. So, uh, please stay tuned. Hopefully you're hearing us loud and clear by now. So. Let's talk about our friends in the law and our friends in the law regarding wills and trusts and estates and Medicaid are the folks at Connors and Sullivan. And what you need to know is that Connors and Sullivan can protect your wealth, your hard earned money that you've been saving for your whole life from the cost of health care. And You know, it's not out of the realm of possibilities that you're going to need health care at some point in your in your life And the government has programs that you could be entitled to if you're set up the right way They're saying that a cost of a nursing home is five hundred dollars a day. That could be up to fifteen thousand dollars a month or more These kinds of bills can bankrupt you but Connors and Sullivan if you go to them now while you're healthy while everything is okay they can position you that you should be ele- you can be eligible for government subsidies that will avoid bankruptcy, will avoid your hard-earned money not going to your children or your grandchildren or the ASPCA or wherever you send it, and and going to a nursing home or going to a hospital. So call Mike Connors. He did all those awesome seminars last week. Uh, they were very well attended and Michael's very happy about that and he's always there to help. All the lawyers at Connors, Connors and Sullivan are there to help. And they will give you a free initial consultation with a lawyer, not some, you know, little kid out of uh who's interning for the summer. A lawyer will sit down with you. You just have to set up the appointment. Call 718-238-6500. They'll meet you in their office in Manhattan or Brooklyn or Queens or Staten Island. And you really shouldn't wait. You should do it while you're healthy, while you're feeling good. Maybe summer things have quieted down in your life, and it's a great time to pick up the phone and dial 718-238-6500. Meet with one of the lawyers at Connors & Sullivan today, and you'll be glad that you did.
0: People do some pretty in 40s and 50s, like go back to college, <laughs> Learn to skateboard? Okay, maybe that one's not for everybody. But saving for retirement is. At aceyourretirement.org, you can get on track with your retirement savings no matter your age. Just have a free three-minute chat with the friendly digital retirement coach, Avo, and receive personalized tips to help boost your savings. Start chatting with Avo today at aceyourretirement.org. A message from AARP and the Ad Council. The fight for the unborn is raging in our country. The Supreme Court has overturned Roe v. Wade, clearing the way for many states to ban or severely limit abortion. The debates have never been stronger. During this critical time, the award-winning film The Matter of Life cuts through the rhetoric and hatred and exposes the real issues surrounding the plight of the unborn. The Matter of Life. Stream it today at SalemNow.com and have your own life transformed as you watch The Matter of Life. Eight eight. Ah, 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 ah,
2: ah. Here in New York City, 620 p.m. It's kind of dark and dreary out right now, but we cannot complain about the weather this weekend, uh, at least here in the tri-state area. We will talk about that a little later on in the show. Uh, Although I had a wonderful weekend, I hope many of you did, or all of you did, or as many of you as possible did. But um, there are so many people who had a horrible, I mean, horrible, horrible nightmare of a, a weekend. All over the place like all over the United States of America and uh, it's just I you know I don't know I'm not sure if I'm gonna call it an epidemic but I, you know I don't even want to read all of the um, I don't even want to read all of the headlines because they, they're so sad and they're so depressing and here's what's even worse and this is I'll fess up to this when the Highland Park shooting went down it was all over the, the television and the popping up on my phone the other day I didn't even re- I didn't even read it initially. I was just like, you know, like here we go again. And when I read this stuff, especially with when there were kids involved, I just I it puts me in such a bad head. And here I am with my wife and my children and my parents and my in-laws. I'm like, I'm going to read this thing, I'm going to get all bummed out, and I'm supposed to be the happy-go-lucky, you know guy who's running the family, so to speak, and so I didn't even read it, and I didn't even dig into it until today when I was like, okay, now I'm back in work mode, let me read it, but like, a, li- a little of that is because this it's so common, I mean, it is just, now it's becoming so common, and to say there's not a, a similar thread weaving through all of this is just ignorance. But let me uh, and and New York is is taking um, uh, steps regarding the Supreme Court decision regarding guns, the Bruin decision. And then today, New Jersey did. So let's talk about New Jersey. Let's bring in uh, John Wisniewski who uh, was in the assembly, and he's, uh, he's, he knows all things Jersey. Let me just, John, you don't mind if I don't give you any big, long resume. I don't have to read your whole resume. Do we, John? Is that all right? I think, I think my name is just enough. I think, and everybody knows who you are, especially folks in New Jersey. So uh, why don't you be a little more eloquent than I will be and talk <laughs> to us a little bit about the legislation that Governor Murphy passed today in New Jersey.
1: Well, you signed several bills into law. I mean, it's a package with a lot of different sponsors that allows the attorney general to sue for nuisance violations that arise from the sale or marketing of firearms. Uh, you have to be a New Jersey resident now to obtain a New Jersey firearm purchaser identification card. Um, upgrades crimes that uh, relate to the manufacturing of firearms from second to third degree uh, from third to second degree crimes, uh, requires training for the issuance. Several different things, none of which are all identical in, in category to one another. A couple of major things. New Jersey requires you to have a firearm identification card to purchase a weapon. You now have to be a New Jersey resident in order to get one. I was surprised that you didn't have to be, but we changed that here in the state. regulates the sale of handgun ammunition and develops a system of reporting handgun ammunition sales. Uh, it upgrades from third-degree offenses to second-degree offenses, certain crimes uh, regarding the manufacture of firearms. Uh, it requires the attorney general to bring public nuisance lawsuits for violations arising from the sale or marketing of firearms. Uh, These laws uh, already add to a very rigorous set of regulations in New Jersey. New Jersey's probably got, among all of the states in the nation, probably some of the toughest gun laws.
2: So, John, how how is this going to jive or not jive with the uh, supreme court decision that came down i mean aren't they really just taking the supreme court decision and dicing and slicing it uh, the way basically the new york legislature has done
1: well i think that the supreme court's decision is problematic uh it certainly doesn't follow the text of the constitution and we can get to that but no it, it doesn't run afoul of the Supreme Court's uh, new ruling, because what the Supreme Court basically said is you cannot have a law that starts from the uh, prospect that you shall not have a weapon unless you can prove you need it. So what the Supreme Court basically said is you can create regulations, you can create restrictions, you can create rules, but you can't start from the negative and say prove to me you need a weapon, Instead, if you want one, meet these restrictions, meet these requirements, you can get it.
2: What Justice Clarence Thomas wrote was it shouldn't be you may have a weapon. It's you shall have a weapon if you check off all of these boxes. But I mean, let's be honest, John, if you really look at the legislation, the New York legislation or the New Jersey legislation, they're like, okay, sure, you could have a weapon, but you can't have it. And then there's just like a slew of places where you can't have it. So basically it's like, oh, yeah, you can have it outside of your house. Just stay on your property almost. It's like, you know, you can have it anywhere except on sidewalks or black asphalt uh, if you really well, look- but, You know, Art, but that really begs the question, right, with, with the shoe. And I heard you
1: lead into this section with talking about what happened in Highland Park, the, you know, and, and, and that's been repeated time and time again across the country. We have too many guns in this nation. That's a legal gun, right?
2: He he had
1: a a legal weapon, correct? Yeah. More weapons than people in the United States. So it really shouldn't surprise us that we have this kind of problem with weapons because there are so many of them. And that's ultimately got to be something we grapple with as a nation. Look, the Second Amendment talks about a well-regulated militia. It starts with that paragraph, with that sentence. Uh, It doesn't start with everybody should have a gun. And I think it's just as former Chief Justice Warren Berger was quoted as saying that the the, the Rifle Association has perpetrated one of the greatest frauds on the American public by suggesting that the Second Amendment deems everybody eligible to have a firearm anywhere because that's not what it says.
2: Well, but I know, John, I, I hear you. And obviously, this has been litigated at the highest courts in our land. And, you know, what's funny is I I remember Justice Scalia saying if there was a super Supreme Court that was above the Supreme Court of the United States, you may get a different uh, you you, not may. You would get a different uh, ruling on a lot of these cases. But in this particular case in Highland Park, Illinois, it's a legal gun with someone who's over 21 years old. So even if we had strong gun control. Uh, could this, would this have been avoided?
1: Well, it could have been, but we, we we certainly don't know because we don't have that kind of gun control. So the kind of high-powered weapon that he used to slay people was something that was legal to purchase, and that shouldn't be. But because of a... Really uh, backwards-looking Supreme Court that has interpreted this Constitution in a way that I don't think the founders ever intended. We have a proliferation of assault weapons and uh, weapons of mass destruction that wind up killing people at a Fourth of July celebration of all places.
2: Well, um, John, do you do you see challenges now coming from people in the from the gun lobby? to this, this law in New Jersey and the one in, in New York saying it really? violates the United States Supreme Court ruling?
1: Sure. I mean, one of the things that always happens when there's a new Supreme Court precedent is there is a slew of litigation that follows it because now everybody wants to test exactly what are the contours, what are the limitations of that new ruling, and where where is the dividing line between what you can do and what you can't do. We, you know, you could look at the Supreme Court decision and say, well, isn't that clear enough? Well, you and I both know that there will be endless debate about exactly where that line is drawn and how closely it's drawn and what's permissible and what's not. And so there will be more litigation, uh, similar to other decisions the Supreme Court has recently made. Uh, they are not the final word. There will be people suing pro and con based on those rulings for years to come.
2: Right. And I'm glad you added for years to come, which means that usually, typically, depending on the, on the particulars, but the rules will stay in effect until it goes all the way up to, all the way up to the top. Um, you see what's going on here in the city of New York, uh, you know, this weekend with the proliferation of, of gun violence. I spoke to, uh, Eric Adams, the mayor on Friday, and, you know, I said, what's the panic all about? Now, if you, hear, if you listen to um, to our guest, uh, John Wisniewski, who tells us that the government is allowed, local governments are allowed to put in all of these regulations, which they've done already, right? In New York, they did it last week. In New Jersey, they did it today. So, mm-hmm. John, wh- what's the panic? In other words, what is the panic of this ruling if... We just passed legislation that literally says so. People know you cannot have a in New York. You can't have it in. You can't carry a gun in the subway, in the New York Public Library, in the area known as Times Square, in places of worship, Mm -hmm. in hospitals, in schools. So, is, is it really such a big deal?
1: Sure, it is because you don't want weapons there.
2: No, I mean and, no, no. My my point is this. Other I'm states, sorry, John. Is it yeah. is the Supreme Court decision such a big deal? If now we've legislated that in all of those places you're not allowed to carry a gun anymore.
1: Well, it is a big deal because if you didn't do the legislation, uh, you would then have people interpreting that uh, Supreme right, but Court we, decision. Right, but my point is,
2: but we did we did the we did the legislation in both states now. So, is yeah. the, what's the what's the practical effect?
1: Well, the practical. It was, So you never know what the practical effect of a law that you adopt and sign into law is until you've had an opportunity to have it run. So the goal is to keep weapons out of those locations. What's the practical effect? We're going to have to wait and see as this law is now enforced and how it gets enforced and what challenges are brought against these new laws, both in New Jersey and New York. But the goal is, I mean, I just came back. I was down to Texas not too long ago, about a month ago, and there is a very gun friendly state. But there are signs all over, you know, no weapons allowed inside this building, no weapons allowed in this park. So those kinds of restrictions that New York did really mirror some of the stuff that you see in places like Texas.
2: Yeah, I, you know, I went to uh, Vegas in the state of Nevada. I don't know. I don't know you're supposed to pronounce that. It's not Nevada. It's Nevada. I don't, I'll learn it over the next couple of days, I'm sure. But um, the... Just call it the state I, next to California. Okay, the state next to California where that houses Las Vegas. Um, yeah, it was pretty shocking for someone who grew up in New York City to see those signs outside of buildings. It's just a picture of like a handgun with a circle and a line through it. Like saying, you know, no guns allowed. Well... John Wisnitsky, I appreciate your area of expertise, especially helping me out a little bit with New Jersey because I'm a I'm a New Yorker. But let the the summary of all of this is that the state of New York and our legislature, the state of New Jersey and their legislature, have put severe restrictions on where a gun can be carried. Is that That's is that correct. a good way to sum it all up, John? That is that is a correct way to state it. All right, John. And when you're running for governor again, you're going to announce it here on the Authorite Dollar Power Hour. How about that?
1: <laughs> that sounds like an idea.
2: All right. Thank you for lending us your brains, uh, your intellect, and your, uh, your good judgment. We really appreciate it, John. We hope to get, ba- get you back on soon.
1: All right. Thank you. Take care. Be well.
2: All right, folks. We're going to take a quick break, and we will be back with a little fun from July 4th weekend. Don't go anywhere.
1: You're
0: Hi, Kevin McCullough. Hope you had a great July 4th holiday weekend. The McCulloughs did, and we traveled a bit. So on Travel Tuesday, I'll recount for you a bit of where we were. And we've got more travel options before your summer is out. Join me and Valerie Delia tonight at 7 on AM 970, The Answer.
3: Being mindful about your health can be a challenge. Invite Health is making this easy with our buy one, get one free Independence Day sale. The sale is on now. Buy any Invite Health product at suggested retail and get the second bottle free. Make your summer better by learning more about health and wellness from me, Dr. Amanda Williams, right here on 970 The Answer, Monday through Friday at noon. You can check out my past shows and podcasts at invitehealth.com. You can speak with a degreed healthcare professional seven days a week, in person, by phone, or by video. To order, call 800-673-2345. That's 800-673-2345. Or visit invitehealth.com to place your order and check out our retail locations and additional product offers. Take advantage of invite's limited time, buy one, get one free Independence Day sale. Contact invite at 800-673-2345. That number again? 800-673-2345. Or go to invitehealth.com. Invite Health. Get healthy, stay healthy.
0: Want more AM 970 The Answer? Go to am970theanswer.com to listen live. Tune in to podcasts from the shows you missed anytime you want. Learn more about our advertisers. Join the AM 970 Fan Club and sign up for events. am970theanswer.com Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com Tune in iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Driving ambition. For 40 years in the United States, Mitsubishi Motors sees the automotive industry differently. Mitsubishi challenges convention with innovative approaches in the way Mitsubishi engineers and builds their vehicles. Just look at the all-new redesigned 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander. Now in stock in all trim levels and all with the flexibility of third-row seating. Visit Freehold Mitsubishi today. FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732-863-2788. back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour with New York City's preeminent trial attorney and quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala.
2: Good evening. 6:36 here in New York on a Tuesday night. I um you, you never wish any harm on anyone, okay? That's the period. Amen end of story. Uh and and I'm upset about this story, but you know, a lot of people come after the the mayor of the city of New York, and he's out of touch, and he's going to nightclubs, and he's not knowing what really is going on in the streets. Well, today at 10.30 in the morning, Tuesday morning, New York City, 10.30 a.m., the mayor had some event, I guess, later, a little later in the day, and one of the aides from his advance team got mugged at gunpoint, gun, G-U-N, what we were just talking about, what the whole city's talking about, gun, gun, gun. It, that's how close it hit to home. You're not going to get any, really, any closer than that, right? I mean, the mayor and those around him are were surrounded with police details. But here's someone, and the mayor usually knows, any mayor usually knows who are on their advance team because usually they get there ahead of time, they kind of scout the area, and then they usually stick around for the mayor's arrival, and then maybe they'll leave and go to the next rendezvous point. So here's someone on the mayor's own staff who I am sure the mayor knows and 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 has some sort of a relationship with, having a gun put them put to them, and apparently they said they're like you don't want to do this. I work for the mayor, but that that didn't did not thwart them. So talk about hitting close to home. Uh, you, you as I said, you almost can't get m- more close to home. I don't think Mayor Adams needs a fire lit under his butt. Um, But any of you who did think that, uh, you know, that that's a pretty big fire. Having someone who works directly for you, who's going to a location to make sure you're safe. I mean, that's the purpose of an advance team. One of the purposes is to make sure, you know, you know where you're going in with the entrance, the exit, the timing. And also, obviously, it it goes without saying is the safety. And here's someone who's supposed to be assuring that the mayor is going to be okay, getting held up at gunpoint. It is horrible. Uh, I believe we have Brian calling in. Hey, Brian, it's Arthur Idala. I hope you had a great Fourth of July. How are you? How are you? How good. are you All doing? All good. Talk to me. What's going on? Good, good. good. Um, if you have a premise permit, would that make it easier for you to get a carry permit? Well, I mean, the one thing they've made clear is if you have a premise permit, that does not automatically mean you have a carry permit. So there's going to be a different application process. Let's just use a little bit of common sense, Brian. If you've already been through the vetting process to have a premise permit, and you've had the premise permit, I would say the longer you've had it, the more credibility you have. uh, And I would believe that would be a factor that uh, would go into whether you quote unquote shall have the ability to carry a weapon as opposed to whether you may be able to carry a weapon.
1: That makes sense.
2: Yeah, I mean, Brian. Listen, this is how bad this is. How, this is how bad the crime thing is right now. Joey Chestnuts, the guy who's who's eating hot dogs, he's the champ. I saw that. He got attacked while he's in the middle of the contest. Someone, someone ran <laughs> I up. I mean, they I saw they, they, that. they weren't there to try to hurt him. They were there to hold up a sign. He was wearing a Darth Vader mask, and I tried to freeze the video to see exactly what it said. Something about the Death Star, but. Even a activity as uh, you know, fun loving and just for a goof, I and mean, people are eating hot dogs. Although we could talk about that for a second, how how healthy that must be to eat sixty three hot dogs in ten minutes. But I mean, people are breaking the law there. That's obviously that's a form of, uh, at the very least, harassment, if not menacing. I don't think it rose to the level of assault the way he bumped into him, but. If we fall into a society where we can't uh, obey the most simple law, which is people's personal space, then, you know, we're on a real bad downward, downward spiral. What's what say you, Brian?
1: Yes, I I, I agree with you 100 percent. You know, everybody has to respect everybody. Everybody has their space. But nowadays, people don't care. All they want to do is they want to fight, they want to interrupt, they want to force their way of life on other people. And, and, and I don't agree with that. You know Everybody should live their life the way they want. But can, can I just pay you a compliment for a second?
2: Well, only if my mother is gave you possible? enough money only if my mother gave you enough money to say something nice about me.
1: Yes, she did, actually. (laughs) I I know someone that went to school with you, and he would kill me if I didn't mention Music Man. And he said you were one awesome uh, performer and an awesome singer.
2: Well, thank you very (laughs) much. Thanks, Brian. Thanks for calling in. (laughs) Yes, my, uh, my senior year at Poly Prep, they actually did the production of The Music Man. Uh, and it was revolved around me being the lead role of Harold Hill and I will admit that um, what is I don't know even almost 40 years later I have some regrets because um, it was the end of school I was kind of done with all of my classwork um, and I goofed off a little bit more than I should I wish I would have put like, at least 10% more effort into the role than I did I put a lot of effort into hanging out with my friends I put a lot of effort into whatever little romantic things you have when you're 17 years old. Um, I I mean, I did a good job. I wound up winning the award for the school and the Clark Drama Award and all of that stuff. But, you know, as Sinatra sings, Regrets, I have a few. I I would put that in my list of, of, of few. I mean, I was good. I think I was better when I was Nicely, Nicely Johnson and Guys and Dolls. Uh, right here oh, nice sure, pull. I'm a Very good, Alex. This is such a, a hard song. The cue my hand are
1: golden
2: hey, get to get the ironclad you lead? You know how hard this song is?
0: But
1: you can take us out, out with this, Alex.
0: and maturity to score in a line game. I say that any boo can take and shove a ball in a pocket. And I call that sloth the first big step on the road to the depths of I say
2: First medicinal wine. Wow, nice call, Alex. Nice pull, very nice pull.
0: The Arthur Idalla Power Hour is sponsored in part by the good people at Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey. America's been thunderstruck by the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander. Get high style without the high price, plus an industry-leading 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Drive one today at Freehold Mitsubishi for the best selection and outstanding customer service. Just a short ride from anywhere in the metro tri-state area. Visit FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732-863-2788. Have you ever had a legal question about elder law or state law? Every Wednesday night during Kevin McCullough's show, you'll hear from Mike Connors himself of Connors & Sullivan, attorneys at law, answering real listener questions. Simply email that question to askmikeconnors at gmail.com or call Mike's office at 718-238-6500, 718-238-6500. And don't forget to tune in to Ask the Lawyer with Mike Connors Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. on AM 970, The Answer, and Saturday mornings at 8 a.m. on AM 570, The Mission. Hey, let me ask you something. Would you seat your three-year-old child on a windowsill? Would you seat them beside a lit fireplace or by the deep end of a pool? One last question. Would you seat your child in a car seat that's not correct for them? Car crashes are a leading killer of children ages 1 to 13. Secure their future. Seat them in the correct car seat. For more information, visit safercar.gov slash the right seat. Sponsored by the New York State Governor's Traffic Safety Committee. In the wee hours of the night, when everyone else is fast asleep, you're the one on third shift, burning the midnight oil. When a part fails and everything comes to a grinding halt, regardless of what the clock on the wall says, you leap into action. Granger is with you and all the ones who get it done. With 24-7 customer support by phone or click to chat. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Ranger. chlorophyll is excellent for balancing pH and cleansing the body it's the green in kale spinach and broccoli eating a wide variety of fruits and vegetables provides your body with diverse chemistry it needs to heal itself and stay well eat the peelings of things like apples and carrots balance of nature is whole produce it contains all the vital parts in balance color taste and smell keep you well and that's what you get with balance of nature
3: start your journey Call 1 800 2468 751 or go to balanceofnature.com. Get free shipping and get 35% off your first preferred order by using discount code PRAGER.
0: Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970. The answer.
2: up a Tuesday night. Here on AM 970, The Answer, my man Campbell just told me that 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 Joey Chestnut attack had something to do with uh, the people, a a protest from uh, protesting Smithfeld products uh, about how the company treats pigs. Um, They're the largest producer of pork products, and actually I just did a quick Google search, and look, I'm all about the swine, man. I groove on it, but if you read about how they raise these animals, it's not it's not pretty unlike at cave hill where they like they get the piglets they grow them up over a year or two they treat them very very humanely and then bye bye time to eat um look we that's a whole other show about how we treat animals and all of that stuff i um do you want to tell you a little bit about my, my weekend. I hope your weekend was great. I didn't see – I don't actually think I saw Nari a firework yesterday. Um, I saw them a bunch on Sunday. I was out in Long Island. I was blessed to be surrounded with my uh, family, my immediate family, a little bit of my extended family. Um, but the highlight for me, besides being with Ariana, my little doll – Um, was uh, it was Geraldo Rivera's birthday yesterday and we all got together. It was about, I don't know, not a ton, 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 but like 50 people. And we, um, we had so much fun. He is just such a great guy. Uh, Forget about his politics whether you like his politics. You don't like his politics. He used to be liberal then he was conservative and now he's liberal again. That means nothing to me. Nothing to me. Um, What does mean so much is a man who is basically 25 years my senior and he is so generous and I don't mean financially although he is generous financially, but he's one of those people in life who he's generous with his knowledge with his wisdom. With his life experience, with his intellect, uh, the fa- my favorite line of his um, is when I ask him something and he he ponders. He goes, "That's a really good question," um, and then he'll be thoughtful about it and then he'll answer it. And I ask him questions about everything. Literally, there is not a topic that I won't address with him and that he won't and, uh, he won't answer. Uh, and sometimes the answer is, "I don't know that." But he'll always engage me, and I am so blessed. We've been friends for, I don't know, at least more than a dozen years. He was actually in our wedding party. you ready for this? He was the ring bearer. Him and Luca brought the rings up to Marian and I at the altar. Uh, His wife, Erica, is just fantastic. Marian refers to her as... uh, Her sister, her surrogate sister, because her real sister, Dr. Chrissy Haynes, is spectacular. Um, So I just want to give Haraldo. He's 79 years old. I said, I can't wait to see what we're going to do for 80. You know, he's still driving his boat and he's... You know, he's got a little issue walking around because he put down his Harley Davidson years ago and he had a, a motor, he had a, because of the motorcycle accident, he had to have an operation that didn't go too well on his lower back. So he has some problems with his lower legs and it's kind of sad because from the waist up, you would never think the man is 78 years old, but so excuse me, 79 years old. But he is just a wonderful, wonderful man who I am going to do a full show with Geraldo. He has a book that came out in 1992 called Exposing Myself. And it's really about his life from childhood up until 1992. And it was a controversial book because of some of the things he put in there about some of the females he spent time with, but he's got some unbelievable things in there about encounters with uh, John Lennon and Yoko Ono, and just just a whole bunch of other people who he's befriended where he was when Lennon got shot, Uh, what it was like as a lawyer, as a young man. He was in the Manhattan District Attorney's office. Uh, So it's just, uh, I'm looking forward, you should be looking forward to the show that I do. I'm going to... Give him a hard time and tell him he's got to do the whole show with me, and we can talk about all walks of life. And think about it, folks. He's seventy nine years old. He's now in his eightieth year. He's been on TV for fifty one years. He is on the number one rated show on cable, on on cable. Period. Not cable news. The number one show on cable is the Five. And Geraldo is a one of the regular members of The Five. He's on, I think, every other week for three nights or something along those lines. And that's by choice. In other words, he could be on more. But at this point in his life, he's not really looking to kill himself. So he's working three days a week. And it, the number one show Geraldo Rivera is on. And if you go all the way back, he was the first guy to make a million dollars who was not an anchor back when he was like 29 years old, I believe it was, at Eyewitness News. Um, his book is fascinating, exposing myself, and he's fascinating. So uh, stay tuned for a show on Geraldo. Trust me, uh, you will you will not be bored. Of course, he's had highs and lows, as everyone in that industry has, but he, um, the one thing he always drills into my head is no matter what I do on television, no matter what I do on radio, no matter what I do with writing books, he said he said it to me this he said it to me yesterday You always be a lawyer. You never stop being a lawyer because they can't take that away from you. You know, Eric Adams, after our interview on Friday, was very, very nice. He wrote me a very nice message, and it had to do about leaving the law and, and being a broadcaster. And I mentioned that to Geraldo, and he said, don't you dare. I said, I know, Geraldo. He said, you, my father, and Scalia all told me never stop being a lawyer. And I won't. I enjoy being a lawyer. We have some very difficult cases right now in the law firm very intellectually challenging cases and some cases because of public opinion it feels like we're trying to climb Mount Everest but I am blessed with a legal team that has the intellect the experience and the integrity to uh, you know I'll match any legal team in the city of New York and I say that with all humility I'll I'll take myself out of the equation I'll put my team up front Uh, but we've been working really hard and and even though this is a quote unquote semi holiday week with yesterday being off, we're going to be, we worked real hard today, and the rest of the week is going to be uh, really difficult as well, but in a good way. Challenging is, it, difficulty is challenging. I just wanted to end with one more uh, Eric Adams piece. He has told the NYPD to go over what he's, go after what he's calling ghost cars. This is something I didn't know about. Apparently, a lot of people take license plates that are either expired uh, or from uh, different states, and they put them on their car. And, you know, you go through E-ZPass now, and if you don't have the uh, the little toll thing, um, you, you know, they take a picture of your license plate and they send you the bill. Um, well, if it's a fake license plate, there's nowhere to send the bill to. And there's all these speed cameras everywhere, $50, $50, $50. If you have the wrong license plate, The $50 doesn't go anywhere. So he has a a, a crackdown going on. He's labeled them ghost cars. To be fair, de Blasio started this, and they seized about 3,000 or 3,800 cars, I believe, in 2021. And he really wants to up that, uh, up the enforcement, because when you grab these cars, I think the cars they've grabbed so far this month or I should say last month, they, they found guns in them, they found drugs in them, they're getting towed to the pound. Um, they are really trying to deal with the crime issue in the, st- in the city of New York. Eric said yesterday, or maybe it was today, I lost track, he said, you know, we're working on a lot of other things besides just crime. I have a whole other you know, side of City Hall that's working on other things to benefit the city, but sadly, and he's not blaming anyone, but because crime is the is front and center in everyone's mind. The other uh, tasks that they're tackling aren't getting any attention. Well, the truth is, until people start feeling safe to walk around and and feel like they're New Yorkers without being attacked, without being assaulted, you know, the one topic I couldn't address when I spoke to uh, the mayor was homelessness and how aggressive the homeless, you know, panhandlers are becoming. Uh, and that definitely needs to be dealt with. I mean, everyone, when you talk about Rudy Giuliani, they're always talking about the, uh, the squeegee guys and how aggressive they were. And Rudy took them all down and there weren't a lot of them, but it changed the vibe of the city. And I will say I gave him a hard time about the turnstile and people jumping the turnstile without any repercussions. I did get a call this weekend about someone who did get a ticket for jumping the turnstile. I wasn't happy for that individual. Actually, they didn't jump it. They went underneath, according to the, what the police officer wrote on the ticket. But I'm happy to see that at least people are being get, getting being held. It's a $100 fine. You have to send it in. But I'm happy to see that people are being you know uh, called to task for disobeying the law because we have to do our best to obey the law the best that we can. Um, tomorrow... I know we're going to have another couple of special guests. Obviously, we're going to keep following up on the guns. Um, I want to do some fun stuff also. The compliments I got over the weekend about the show is how it's all a mixed bag of, of crime and law and restaurants and automobiles and sartorial splendor. So we want to keep you guys entertained. Thank you, Alex, for uh, playing the tunes. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Have a great, great night.